Hello, everybody. My name is Adam Cross, and I am an associate marriage and family therapist in Southern California. And today I want to talk to you about um, how to work with people who come to you who share that they are struggling with depression, cutting, and suicidal thoughts. So before we get started, I think there's a few kind of things um, to touch upon when it comes to depression, cutting, and suicidal thoughts. Number one, um, if someone comes to you and says that they're suicidal, that means that they are confiding in you that they need help. And that is not something to take lightly. That means that they care enough and they respect you enough and they trust you enough to tell you that they're struggling. And so that means that you are in a position to really help somebody. And I know that can be a lot of pressure, but it means that you are someone that is trustworthy and respected and they know that you care about them. So if someone says that they're struggling with something, almost automatically take a deep breath because God is working through you in this moment. Pray come Holy Spirit silently and just listen to them. Be there for them um, and be someone that they can confide in and trust in to share that they're struggling. If they are struggling and they're willing to talk with you, oh man, you are such an instrument of God in that moment. So don't worry about what you're going to say uh, or not say, but just focus on being present, being there for them, and help them to take real steps to get real healing and treatment in their lives. If someone has had suicidal thoughts, then we, what we can do is we can ask follow-up questions. The key thing, especially as a therapist and a mandated reporter, is ask if they have a plan. And if they have a plan to kill themselves, then that is where it is dangerous. If you're not a priest in confession, then and someone says that they're suicidal and they have a plan, then that doesn't mean that we need to take some action because we don't want someone to kill themselves and to go home and do something. So that might mean if they're living with family members, like if they're a teen talking with their parents or if, you know talking with their spouse or talking to somebody in their lives, that can help them take steps to get real attention. If you are a priest and you are in confession, you can still encourage them to talk to somebody. You can still can encourage them um, to go to the hospital and even outside of confession, maybe go to the hospital with them or help them schedule an appointment with, with a professional. Um, but that's worst case scenario. When it comes to cutting, people think cutting necessarily means suicidal thoughts. Um, it doesn't always. Cutting can actually be a way that people uh, feel like they have a relief or have a release from uh, depressive thoughts or anxious thoughts. Sometimes people feel numb when they're depressed and cutting gives them some feeling to make them feel like they're still alive and they're human. Um, so cutting isn't necessarily going to mean that someone is suicidal. And again, it's helping them get the right resources. If someone confides in you, that means that they're asking for help which is a really good sign, and that you can encourage them to get help. It also depends on where they're cutting, which is a really big thing. Um, so depending on where they cut could mean, could give you a clue on how dangerous it is. If they're cutting next to, you know, major veins and arteries, then that's something to consider. So you can ask how they're cutting and when they're cutting and things like that. But it's not necessarily going to mean that they're suicidal. So cutting, you can still give them the help and the resources that they need, help them talk to somebody. Um, it's not always going to necessitate that you go talk to their parents or their loved ones. Um, as a mandated reporter, um, I'm not always mandated to 
report cutting unless I do think it's leading to suicidal thoughts or ideation. Um, so keeping in mind that they're confiding in you, how serious is it, why are they doing it, and how can they get help. And finally, I think with depression, we're looking at, again, how serious is this? Is their depression leading to suicidal thoughts? Um, are they taking steps? Are they seeing a therapist? Are, have they seen a psychiatrist? Are they taking medication? Um, there's a lot of things that we can do. For those who are working um, with people one-on-one, -on -one, kind of in professional settings, uh, even priests, I think, can use this. Um, in therapy, we use something called a safety plan. So a safety plan is for someone who does have suicidal thoughts, but might not yet have a plan for suicide, um, but they're experiencing these thoughts. So what it is, is it's literally a form. You can find it online, you can Google it, it's free, or you could even write your own, it's pretty simple. But the first thing is, is that it asks them to identify situations, events, triggers that would make them feel suicidal. Right, so they're kind of writing out, these are the things that make me more suicidal. These are the things that start my suicidal thoughts or make it easier for me to go there. Right, so now they're aware of these things that start it and they can manage those things. They can also try to avoid situations or circumstances that make them easier to become suicidal. The other thing it does is it's gonna have them write down what helps. Like what helps when you are feeling depressed or suicidal or what helps when you do want to cut? Um, what can you do that would help? Maybe taking a walk, listening to music, exercising, playing with the dog. Um, but they're all things that kind of, you know, would get you out of yourself a little bit. The next step is that it's going to ask you for friends or people in your life that can help you kind of distract you from having negative or suicidal thoughts. So these might be people that you're not going to tell like, Hey, I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts right now. You want to go to the mall, but it might be friends that say, Hey, you know, Hey, you want to hang out people that you're comfortable with just being around. That'll take your mind off of it. The next step after that is it asks you for about three people that you can confide in that you can tell like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now with cutting suicidal thoughts or just feeling really down and depressed. Um, so those are three people that you can talk to and, really confide in almost as an accountability partner when you're feeling that way. And then the next step is three people or, th or more professionals that you can talk to. So that means helping them find a therapist, helping them talk to maybe a school counselor or, um, or a doctor or a psychiatrist, but having names and phone numbers of people they can call. And then that very last step on a safety plan is having a suicide hotline phone number. Right, so you're starting at, you know, just the warning signs, the situations, what helps, people to distract you, people to really confide in, professionals, and then oh, suicide hotline. So having that kind of plan and helping them to know, okay, mentally, if I'm struggling with these things, I have steps to take, and I can, you know, take one by one, if depending on where I am. So it's helping them do that. They can take that home. Again, it's free online. You can print one out. It may look a little different, but you can use a safety plan with somebody. Anybody can do it, right? Uh, it, you don't have to be a therapist to walk someone through a safety plan. So that can be really helpful as well. Um, so that's kind of one of the main tools that I think people can use, especially outside of therapy. Um, but again, be present with them. Listen to them. If they're sharing these things with you, that means they trust you and that they're asking for help. It really is a cry for help. 
if they're willing to talk about these things. Use a safety plan. Ask for if they have a plan for suicidal thoughts. Remember that cutting isn't always going to mean that they are suicidal actively. Um, and depressive symptoms, again, it's helping them get the help they need to take real steps. These are just a few things. There's a lot more I could cover and probably do other videos. Um, but if you have any tools as well, I'd love to hear them. Please comment um, and we can even kind of create an even bigger list on how to help people uh, as they deal with these things and struggle with these things. But um, feel free to shoot me an email and hit that subscribe button. And thank you for watching and God bless.